Hello. How do you like my new setup? What do you think of the light? What do you think of the picture? Hopefully it uh, works and it's not too behind, lagging behind. I'm just tweaking things, upgrading, consistently trying to see how I can improve the quality of the content in which you're watching. Let me know if uh, you're watching for the first time. Give me a hashtag replay if you're watching on replay. Um, welcome to another trigger-proof transmission where the purpose of these transmissions are to get you from distraction to connection, to get you from dissociation to in deep, intense presence and intimacy. It's a very difficult thing to do in this day and age. We have so many distractions. <clears throat> we don't feel safe in our bodies. And as a result, <clears throat> what's up, Jen? As a result of this, uh, our relationships suffer. It doesn't matter how successful we can get uh, with work. I don't care if you make seven-figure months. I know people who make seven figures in a month. I've worked with people who make seven figures in a month, but it doesn't really mean anything if you don't have healthy relationships. I can say this quite honestly coming in the second half of my journey. I'm 45 years old and as, um, as one of my favorite Jungian psychologist authors uh, says, what's his name? I, I completely forget his name, but I want to I want to acknowledge him. I'll tell you what his name is. His name is uh, da, 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 da. anyway. He is one of my favorite authors. I can't even remember his name right now. Um, I will as soon as I remember. He says the first half of life is a giant mistake. The first half of life is a giant mistake. There's a reason for that is because most of the time we're approaching it unconscious. And now it was my 45th birthday last week. I'm approaching my second half of my journey with a little bit more conscious awareness. Um, and what I discovered is that I was unconscious the first half. I thought I was in control, but I was actually operating from a place of deep wounding operating from a place of a lack of safety in my body, a feeling of alarm, a feeling of not wellness, a feeling that uh, everything was going to be taken away from me and that I wasn't safe and that I needed to prove myself uh, so that I can be worthy of love. I had to make a certain amount. I had to look a certain way. I had to be something, A, to prove my dad wrong for following my heart, to prove that I was right, that my that my dreams are worthy, that I am capable. I kept thinking I was trying to, in the background, trying to prove this to my father, but the truth is I was actually trying to prove it to myself. Let me know if anything that I'm saying is resonating with you. As a result of this way of being, living with this uneasy feeling sense in my body that I'm not worthy of love, basically, excuse me, that I'm not safe, and that I'm not safe until I have accumulated this much wealth. I, I am not safe until I have this many admirers, this many women, uh, girlfriends. 
Uh, I'm not safe unless I have this level of, you know, I stand out this much and I have to perform in order to be worthy. Let me know if anything I'm saying is resonating with you. I'm not blaming my parents for this. I, my parents are the product of their own scarcity traumas, <clears throat> their own feelings of a lack of safety. They, uh, you know, we when we were born, when we were very young, there was a war happening in Iran. So that caused this big turmoil, right? And already anxieties get heightened during that time. And then when you're imagine you have twins, you're in your mid-20s, and then you leave Iran, and then you come to Canada with nothing, starting all over with dream that your sons are going to be successful and become doctors. And so when I veered out of medicine and I wanted to do chiropractic, there was this resistance. And deep down inside, the story that I had made out of my parents' resistance for chiropractic, because they didn't really understand chiropractic, they understood medicine. They didn't know that I could be safe and secure as a chiropractor if I was good at what I did and I, uh, you know, treated people well and I got results. I was able to help people produce results in their lives that I would be okay. They projected their fears and they said, maybe you should go into medicine after I was done. And deep down inside, the story that happened in my life, in my body, was that I, who I am, what I desire is not worthy and I have to work and prove that I am. In other words, I'm not safe in my body and to prove, I have to prove my worth. <clears throat> now, I didn't understand that that was happening at the time, but this is exactly what was happening to me. How do I know? Well, here are some of the symptoms. You're constantly busy working seven days a week, eight days a week, nine days a week, constantly. You don't take a pause and just breathe. Why? Because you have to keep producing to, to, to perform, to, to be safe. You have to have that safety in your body and you must. In other words, you can't rest. You're not worthy of it. Does that resonate with you? This busyness and work, work, work was all because I wasn't able to sit in my body with the feeling of I'm not, you know, with the feeling of this lack of safety with my unworthiness. So I was distracting myself with work and busyness. And the impact of that on relationships was, here's the weird fucked up part of it. I have to work in order to get love. I have to produce. I have to have something work and busyness in order to get love. And when I find love, what causes a rift between me and my partner is the fact that I'm working all the time so that I can feel worthy of love that's actually already there if I can, and, and I, if I could just pause and take a moment and notice that it's there, if I can only just pause and get into my body and create safety inside. Because when I can do that, when we do that, when you do that, this busyness, let me know if you can relate to that, this endless busyness, constant busy, busy, busy that you have to go to, go through. Let me know if you can resonate with this feeling of I got to keep going, millions, millions keep going so that unconsciously so that I can be worthy of love. Not knowing that if I just create safety in my own body and pause, I can look around and see, 
holy shit, I'm surrounded by love. I don't have to actually work for it. It actually is very much present. It's not missing. It's here. My only work is now just to acknowledge it, to receive it, and then to give it in a state of presence. And if you're not doing that and you don't create that safety in your body and you haven't healed from your old attachment wounds and you're not paying attention to what's happening in your body and your surroundings and creating a priority of space to connect to yourself, a conversation about possibility instead of this is what's not working, complaint, 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 not being in a conversation of possibility, what will happen is naturally this lack of safety takes over, this unconsciousness takes over, and we live like the past is happening now in the now. And nothing that you get, no amount of clients that you get, no amount of money, no target, no financial target that you get will ever actually land and be enough. It's just, it's just not. So this is how we push love away. Take a moment and look at what's been happening in your family dynamics, in your past relationships. If you are an entrepreneur, you're a successful individual, you have a profession that commands a lot of your time, attention. You're in maybe a leadership role, maybe you're an entrepreneur. I really want, first of all, I want to welcome you if you're brand new into this community, a lot of new people jumping in and noticing that relationship patterns are happening. So this transmission is really for those people who want to create more security in their relationships. Look at their relationships and are just like constantly feeling needy uh, or just pushing the person away, attracting needy partners like I was. And I would want love and then it would come and I'd be like, oh, get away from me because I don't feel safe there. I don't feel safe outside of a relationship. I was fucked twice. I don't feel safe outside of a relationship when I'm single and then I don't feel uh, safe inside of a relationship. Like, I couldn't win. Inside or outside of a relationship, I just didn't feel safe. And what I didn't understand at the time was that I was pushing, unconsciously pushing love away. This is one of the signs that I want you to start paying attention to throughout your days. <clears throat> Am I busy just for the sake of being busy? Can I just sit? Can you just sit for an hour? When I, I remember working with um, one, of my, one of my clients, Caleb, we worked together and anxiety constantly, relationship completely falling apart. Uh, at the point of divorce, there was infidelity, there was, uh, you name it, you know, suicide, like, he has so much potential, but everything in his life, his work, and his relationship is a complete shitstorm, and it was falling apart, and his wife was like, we better do something, or else this is over, and they're young, they're like, they're not, you know, the, it's not like they're in their 50s, 60s, they're waiting on a decision to have children or not, because she's not sure, while she's getting older, she's not sure she wants to have a kid with this guy because he doesn't have his shit together. And there is a huge, like, codependency going on. There's this anxious attachment. He was anxious, anxiously attached. <coughs> she didn't feel safe in the relationship. Deep in her masculine, there's no sexual polarity going on. So there's no, 
chemistry, there's no intimacy. And as it turns out, Caleb, like most of us, had unresolved childhood traumas that he didn't even wasn't even aware of, didn't feel safe in his body, didn't feel worthy. So he kept trying to work, 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 and prove, 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 and he wasn't able to pause and just be in his body and actually see that there was love happening around him. And now, within the last few months, everything has completely transformed in their relationship. She's now surrendered in her feminine. She's actually feeling safer. He is actually feeling safer in his body and is able to assess his nervous system and see that his busyness, working hard, constant go, 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 was just a trauma response to compensate for the feeling of unworthiness happening in his body, feeling of a lack of safety. And he learned the trigger-proof tools to actually get out of his head to practice. And it's a practice. It's like we're all a work in progress, aren't we? But now he's got the tools. And just by doing that, his relationship has completely transformed into way he went from anxious attached to way more secure, feeling safer, not constantly worrying, is she going to leave? Is she going to leave? Is she going to leave? He doesn't worry about that anymore. And it wasn't because he was trying to change her. He only went inside and honored and acknowledged the fact that he was pushing away love. He's pushing love away. So this is one of the signs I want you to pay attention to. Are you pushing it away? Unconsciously. Why are you? Well, because it doesn't feel safe to let love in. Why? Well, because of unresolved attachment wounds, attachment traumas. That's what this whole conversation is about. If we don't take responsibility for healing those, we unconsciously pass them down to our children. And if you told me two years ago I would be talking about this, I would have said, "What? huh? I was just thought it was just a mindset issue. Let's just work on mindset, mindset, mindset. This is not a mindset issue. The body is your unconscious mind. This is a somatic issue. Because logically, you know what to do. You know what's important to you. Uh, you know uh, what you should be doing. You know how you should be treated. You know you deserve more here. But what causes your body to not feel safe and have to overwork rather than relax and surrender to the flow and be more present? It's unresolved childhood traumas. And when I discovered this, I took a pause on trying to distract myself with busyness. In fact, I did the opposite. I did the most terrifying thing ever. I just paused from the busyness and the work. I paused. But, but I have to make money. I know. I was actually deliberately putting myself into a feeling and a sensation where I wasn't trying to validate myself with making money. Terrifying. But as a result of that, I d discovered how to feel safer in my body. And my work didn't become about making money. It actually became about, like I was before I would have taken any client to work with. I was like, please, I need the money. I'll take anyone. Now, it's completely changed. To work with us, you ha we have like a three-step process. You have to fill out an application. You have to talk with Kim. She's got to be like, eh, or eh. Like... We are not working with jerks and Karens. No offense, sorry. 
jerks and Karens, I can go, sorry, we're no, I'm not available for that. <clears throat> Whereas before, because I didn't feel safe in my body, I had to work, 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 busy, busy, busy. We would take anyone and everyone with a credit card. Now it's like, uh-uh, just because you, because uh, I have people, especially the Karen, not the Karens, but usually realtors, no offense to you realtors, <clears throat> you just want to throw money at it and make the problem go away. Realtors have the biggest challenge with being present and all the excuses to busy, 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 uh, you know, and realtors relationships are usually shit. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a direct correlation uh, because you have the belief that you got to hustle, hustle, and then codependency happens and then neediness. Same in any relationship. We can also have it with our clients. I certainly have. I'm in, I'm a codependent pleaser in recovery and also a narcissist in recovery too. All of them. I'm just generally in recovery. I'm a student. I'm a learner. Uh, and I love teaching everything that I'm discovering because as a chiropractor, patients are coming to see me with stress-related problems. And now I'm like, holy crap, uh, your headaches and your digestive issues, they have everything to do with the resentment towards your ex-husband six years ago from the divorce where you felt betrayed. There's not an accident why you have those symptoms happening that, that, get on, that get their onset just a few months after that event. It's not a coincidence. And your doctor is not going to solve it by throwing pills at it. We must go and heal the emotional injuries that happen. And I realized that I wanted to help people heal their emotional injuries. Your emotional injuries and your emotional wounds, okay? <clears throat> I'm a realtor. Yeah, sorry, Deanna. Realtors. So whenever a, a, a realtor reaches out to me and says, I want to work with you, I'm like this. Oh, fuck. I don't want to work with realtors. <laughs> Why? Because you don't show up for yourself. <laughs> And you have every excuse that you can't. And that's just a sign of your shitty boundaries. It's just the reason why you can't show up for yourself for the calls and do the trainings. And you don't get the results uh, is because it's kind of, and I use the realtor uh, analogy for realtors. I say, it's like you, I hire you to sell my house. And then the place is a fucking pigsty. And then when... Nobody's making offers. I turn to you. I go, what the hell? It's not working. What the hell? I'm like, well, and then you, you, you told, I get it. You told, you can turn to me and go, I told you, uh, like, change your furniture. You might want to shampoo the rugs. You might want to clean the windows and maybe let us stage it. No, no, no. Let me do it. I got this. I got this. And it's like, oh, fucking realtors. <laughs> that's how that's what it's like working with you guys so i use realtors because i'm talking about three right now that we're working with that i can it's like can i just throw money at it no the reason why you are in this constant state of busyness is a trauma response and every reason externally why you can't make your inner game and your inner world a priority is is why your relationships are falling apart because you're looking for this external maybe if i'm busy maybe if i get this more done maybe if i sell another house or whatever it doesn't have to be realtor i don't mean to bag on realtors right now <clears throat> maybe if i sell this other house then then i'll feel safe 
it never happens. There's always more, this busyness. And I went through one divorce, one failed relationship after another until I finally woke up and I realized that I was pushing love away unconsciously. It was a side effect. It was truthfully, I didn't feel that I was worthy and deserving of love just as I am. That I have to work and motor and motor to get this certain status and level, this elusive level that I never fucking achieved more than three minutes. Because then when I got that, I was like, yay! And then three minutes later, I'm like, hmm, now I got to go there. Still not worthy of love. I can't pause and take a moment and just make myself a priority. But here's the interesting thing that happened. When I finally did, I hired a guide who kept reminding me because he had to remind me consistently, no, you don't have to make anything. And I didn't, I didn't do social media. I kind of went offline. I didn't try to create content or teach anyone or try to distract myself by helping other people. No, I just went inside and rescued the little boy inside that felt like he needed to be busy all the time or be productive in order to gain love. And I just worked on connecting with him. And it takes time to build that relationship, just like any relationship. But now what happened was I got a sense of trust within myself, a trust within myself, because if I'm busy, busy all the time, I'm pushing love away because I don't love and trust myself. I developed such a sense of trust that now I have a family. I have a son who's two months old now and taking care of my wife and my son and spending time with them every day, like right here in my home, in my apartment, this is where my studio is, I'm able to be productive help make a difference in my clients' lives, be present for them, give them my heart, and do all this free content for people, and be present with my family. And I'm not, like, hustling. I'm actually doing better than I ever have. Touch wood. Ups and downs, of course. Life, business, same as you. But I've never felt less of a need to hustle. In fact... Every time I hit go live, I'm not doing it for hustle. I'm actually doing it because I have something really important that I want to share with you. Hopefully you can feel it. Let me know if you can feel that this is like not a hustle. It's like, oh, I got to. No, actually, I. this is really important. Because if you don't get this, families will fall apart, which would create children that feel unworthy of love because they make the divorce or the, the conflict or the lack of safety between the secure relationship between mom and dad, they make it about them. That's what children do. We do that. We're, we're egocentric. And then it basically, the cycle perpetuates and continues until somebody puts their hand up and says, all right, it didn't start with me, but I'd like to end it with me. Those are the people I love working with. And I choose to work with those people. I don't need to work with those people the people that i work with i have an absolute like i'm like it's not taking it's not like oh i gotta hustle no it's like how are you doing like how like we're climbing a mountain together that's what this community is about i want you to imagine this community as it's a group of people climbing a mountain together the mountain is creating healthy relationships why because there's nothing in the world more important than that
Like I said earlier, I don't care if you're making seven figures a month. If you don't have healthy relationships at home, then what's the fucking point, really? If your children can't stand to be around you, what's the point? If you can't stand to be around your parents, you don't like, you avoid situations, Christmas is coming up, you can't stand to even, you don't even know how to, how to express yourself, give and receive love properly, what's the point of life? What's the point of living? And if you don't know, there's no shame in that. If you don't get that, if those things, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm trying to tell you, you had no clue. You had no clue how to let the emotional guard down and let love in. No, it didn't feel safe to love as a child. It didn't feel safe. There was hurt. There was abandonment. There was betrayal. There was grief. There was abuse. So sometimes and there was um, feelings of like neglect. And what happens is the little child inside of us doesn't feel safe to love. So we put up barriers between us and other people to feel safe, which works, but it has a downside. The downside is we block the giving and the receiving of love. So the people that are closest to us, our children, our partners, don't feel our love. You know, I just spoke with somebody who just started working with us uh, just today. And she's like, this is my second divorce. And I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, I, I asked her this one question, and I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, Deanna, send me a DM and let me know a little bit more, and we'll see if, uh, if, if, if you're helpable, <laughs> if we want to. <laughs> you're a realtor. I don't know. I think I'm at my quota for realtors. No, no, no mas, no mas. <laughs> Realtor, no mas, no mas. <laughs> I say that, pure love. Um, she said, this is, this is an interesting thing. I asked her this question. I want you to ask yourself this question. What's the biggest complaint that your partner has about you? Okay, now your ego is going to want to defend it and justify it and say, yeah, but he's a narcissist. So he did it. No, 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 no. Just put that ego aside for a minute and just get real for a moment. Okay, what is it that they have? And she basically. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time said this is what he said okay no matter what I do no matter what I do I bend over backwards to give and to show you love you never you never accept it you push it away it's never enough for you let me know if that resonates with you now this isn't 
personal to you, it's universal to all of us. If our partners are saying that and feeling that, of course they have their own shit, without a doubt. But if they're giving you that feedback, that's something to look at that you're unconsciously pushing love away. It's been so huge that I'm creating an eight-part series. This is part five. Go back, scroll up, and watch part one, two, three, and four and see if you can see yourself in it. Why? Well, right now, between now and Valentine's Day in February, there becomes a spike in breakups. Have you noticed this? People are breaking up. Relationships are falling apart. Why? Well, because stress is coming up. The winter months in here in, in Canada, it's winter, so there's not a, as much sun. Expectations and all the bullshit starts to become highlighted. You can't hide the truth. We're spending time together. Holiday season, there's less distraction. There's like, you're looking future. You're like, ah, what was it like last year? Am I progressing? All of these things in your mind and self-judgment is big. So it then all of a sudden, you're looking at your partner, conflict comes up, and now I've seen like three or four breakups happen over the last couple of weeks. Clients of ours reaching out and saying, going through a breakup, I need to, I need to learn how to create a secure relationship. So that was her, her husband's complaint. I'm pushing, you're, you're pushing love away. Great. There's some signs I want you to know. I want you to look out for. I want you to really pay attention to because the mistake that many people make is they point the finger and they say, look at that person. This is what they do. He's a narcissist. He's this. And she even told me, this is, this is how I knew I was ready to work with her. She said, I've been doing counselors. I spent thousands on counseling, uh, working on, you know, a, a trying to figure out all the ways in which he hurt me. And after watching a couple of your pro, uh, uh, trainings, I've learned more in like 90 minutes than I have like in, in years. And what I'm now realizing is I got to look at myself. Fucking radical concept, isn't it? Looking at yourself. Great. Not to say that that other person, your partner, is innocent. I mean, they're, we're all innocent children of God in, in, that, in, that, uh, in that lens, yes. But I'm not saying he's like innocent without his problems or they are innocent without their problems, uh, without their contribution to the problem. But that's not what you're responsible for. I'm not responsible for your – I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for my inside game here. I'm responsible for creating safety in my body. I'm responsible to take responsibility for that rather than consistently give the power away to somebody else, give the responsibility away to somebody else or an event. You're like, maybe, you know, I, I, I'll be happy when I have a baby. Uh, look again. I'd, I'd really be very careful about using the child to fill your needs because you'll be very, very um, sad to discover very quickly that the child does not meet your needs. They're not here to meet your needs. In fact, they're very inconvenient with respect to your needs. They don't give a fuck about your needs. <laughs> You're here to meet their needs, and I'm so grateful. I'm 45. I had my, my, uh, my son was born the last month of my 44th year. I'm super grateful to have waited this long or happened uh, to be now because I can now operate from a place of instead of using my son to, 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 to fill my needs um, or, or, or to, to 
fill a void within me, which is what most of us unconsciously, uh, the reason why most of us have children, why most of our parents had children is, is, you know, like it's to fill a void within us. And then when we don't fit the bill, then we failed and we're like a defective doll. And so we become rejected. So that feeling of rejection you feel from your parents is often because you didn't fill their needs. The, 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 the reason why they had you was to, for their own kind of egoic purposes. And because it didn't fit, then unconsciously there's a rejection happening. If you felt that way, none of it's your fault. It's not even their fault. They're not conscious. That's why I want to have this conversation. That's why this conversation is so important. I'm, I am, my work is involved in, uh, with the goal of breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma so that, so that parents can raise their children from a emotionally mature place rather than having children raised by emotionally immature adults. Think about it. Were you ever raised? Did you ever feel like you had to take care of your parents' emotional needs? Did you ever feel like you had to be responsible for taking care of your parents or you had to be hypervigilant in looking after shit around the home because you didn't feel safe unless everybody else was taken care of? That Those survival mechanisms that you had to go through unconsciously are trauma, trauma with a little T. And it causes us to repeat patterns in relationships and cause kind of dysfunction within family dynamics and volatility, which then raising children in those environments creates a feeling of a lack of safety in the children, which then creates uh, the children growing up to get married and partner with and have children with those that mirrored those patterns. And so the cycle continues. So this conversation just isn't just about you. It's not even about your kids. It's about your parents, your parents' parents, your kids' kids. Who Who's responsible to, to, to take the lead and to stop the the cycle? This conversation is about you being the person. And if you're wanting to be that person to transform that cycle and you're in this limbo state and you feel disconnection from yourself a lack of safety in your body pushing love away using busyness busy 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 and work to try to numb yourself and sedate yourself from that feeling in your body that just won't go away not because it's not your fault it's not your fault it's an unresolved attachment wound and you want to learn how to transform that send me uh, say i want the training and then send me a dm describing your story and i will send you a link for the free training that's 90 minutes that's going to basically take you step by step and i want to start that conversation with you uh why because it's december now and there's no more time to fuck around and it's now time to make this a priority why because it's busy because i don't have the time the reason why you can't is the reason why you must make your inner world a priority. Your entire life outside externally completely depends on it. Today's sign that you're pushing love away is if you're just jumping on, make sure you rewind and watch from the beginning. Um, it is a sign that you're pushing love away is that you're distracting yourself with busyness and work because you feel like you're not worthy unless you reach a certain level. 
you're pushing love away and you're not seeing the love that's around you. Look around. It's there. See you at the next perfect time.